Hello, hello. Welcome back to Peak Northwest, an outdoors and travel podcast by the Oregonian and Oregon Live, dedicated to the adventure and exploration of our beautiful Pacific Northwest. I'm Jamie Hale. And I'm Vicki Connor. Together, we take you to some of the most beautiful and interesting destinations in our region, discussing where to go, what to do, and places to see. And today, we are taking you into the forest at Silver Falls State Park, where you can learn to safely climb old-growth Douglas fir trees. Wow, which is such a cool opportunity. And Vicki, as I understand it, this is a, a relatively new program offered at Silver Falls State Park. And you recently went and did this yourself for one of our Peak Northwest videos, right? That is correct. I went just about a month ago and I climbed a tree roughly 300 feet tall. <laughs> it was insane. Um, all with the help from our guide and founder of the program, Leo Rosen Fisher. And joining us today is Leo himself to tell us all about the details of these incredible tree adventures. Leo, thank you so much for joining us today on the podcast. Thank you for having me. So, Leo, I think a lot of people when tree climbing is mentioned, a lot of people might have this idea of like when they're kids climbing up the branches of a tree, but this is not what these adventures are. Um, can you kind of explain what is involved with recreational tree climbing? Yeah, it's um, quite a bit different than what you'd think of compared to what you did as a kid climbing up the branches. You do get to climb up the branches, but not until you reach about 150 feet, maybe 200 feet, you actually get to actually start climbing some of the branches on some of our trees. Um, so for most of the part, you're going to be learning to rope climb or rope ascend. Um, and we have about an hour and a half kind of safety training practice um, of how to do rope ascension with our um, two hand ascenders and foot loops. Um, and then you start to get to um, climb up the tree, up this rope, and then reach the branches to finally do branch climbing, as you remember as a kid. Leo, this seems like um, uh, kind of crazy. <laughs> it seems like the idea of climbing a 300 foot tree, um, it just is like, I mean, crazy that, that you can do this. Um, and and it's, it sounds intense, but how, how intense of an activity is this really? Yeah, um, I, get, I guess it's, what's crazy is that we have so many trees um, in Oregon and we don't think about climbing them. <laughs> it's just like a natural resource waiting to be used in a way that does not hurt the tree at all. And um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's not as intense as most people would think. It's actually much less intense than rock climbing um, in the sense that it's quite a bit easier than rock climbing is and much more accessible. Um, to the general population than rock climbing is. And I know that because I'm also a rock climbing instructor as well. So, Well, tell us, Leo, how, how did you get involved in this in the first place? Wow. Um, I guess I started the business after going to law school and realizing I really did not like it. And then I got out and started this business because everyone was asking me how to climb anyways. And I was like, well, I should just start charging people. Uh, <laughs> So that was 12, that was 12 years ago. <laughs> Long story short. So this program specifically is at Silver Falls State Park. Can you tell us exactly how that works in conjunction with the state park and um, how long will, will this program be here at Silver Falls? 
yeah, I, I hope the program, the tree climbing program at Silver Falls State Park will be around forever, uh, if they'll have me. <laughs> um, and how, did it, how does it work with the state park? I, I operate as a commercial permit user, basically a concessionaire. And um, um, a certain percentage of all the revenue that we bring in goes back to the state park and helps keep up the state park. Well, so for folks who who are already like getting excited about the idea of climbing trees, can you take us into what that experience looks like, feels like? Um, and I mean, is this something that anybody can do also? Yeah. Um, so the tree climbing experience that we offer at Silver Fall State Park is very unique in the sense that um, most people have never heard about this activity. Like most people don't know that you can climb these giant old growth trees. And it's going to take people to a perspective um, of nature that they have almost never have gotten before. That's to the top of, you know, these really unique and rare, um, uh, um, you know, upper parts of the canopy of ecology that most people never get to explore in their life. And, um, you know, that, that perspective and that connection of climbing with these trees offer something that no other sport can really do. Um, in the sense that you're climbing some of the largest, um, living beings on the planet and, just being able to, you know, be and connect with those um, living giants and be on them and climb on them and have them hold your life just offers something that, um, yeah, that you will never get from any other sport, you know. I love that. Um, so can you take us through from kind of start to finish what people will experience when they arrive at the park, um, take us through that, that safety learning. And then, um, when, when they're on their own climbing trees, how does it, how does it all work? Yeah. So when clients arrive to our, um, location, they'll see our, uh, our business van, which is basically our office and we'll point out the practice tree which is like a really small Douglas fir tree next to a parking lot. And that tree is just there to suit people up, give demonstrations, you know, of how the equipment works and then have people practice doing a couple of climbs and a couple of rappels. And we're there for about maybe like an hour and a half to maybe two hours. And then once we, um, everyone checks out, you know, and knows how to do the ascension and knows how to rappel and we're comfortable with their technique and, and they're comfortable with, you know, understanding how the equipment works and how the technique works. Then we take off for about a, you know, 15 to 20 minute um, um, little walk um, or hike through the forest, depending upon which experience you sign up for. If you sign up for the sunset climb, it'll be about a 40 minute hike to get to our giant secluded tree. But for the day climbs, it's about, you know, five to 15 minutes uh, of hiking to get to our giant old growth trees. And then the guides with you the whole time. So, at, at no point do you ever um, are you ever alone uh, during this experience. You have your your guide and instructor with you a hundred percent of the time, right next to you. And then once you get to the old growth tree, we go over some rules and you know some other information related to ecology about the old growth trees before you know participants start the climb. And then basically you get to take off and and climb and start climbing up these giant old growth trees. And, and typically it takes like about an hour to two hours to climb just one of our old growth trees. Yeah. I think that was the, uh, right about the time that it, it took us to get to the top of the tree and we did the sunset climb. Um, and I think 
for me, the interesting part was learning the technique and getting really into the swing of ascending on the rope. Um, because basically you're using your two hands, the top one goes up with the ascender and then you're bending your knees to move the bottom ascender also up the rope and then standing up motion if I'm recalling this correctly um, and you're basically just shimmying up the rope by doing those uh, movements and uh, doing that 300 feet up into the air it's crazy <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a lot of squats yeah it's it- it is a lot of squats. It's very similar to doing a squat. So, and that's a good way we like to describe it. If you can do a full body squat, um, you're probably going to be able to do this activity. Um, and then, so Leo, you also mentioned though, that, um, for people who this might be a little physically straining for, they have another option as well. Is that right? Yeah, they do. Um, we have something called a battery sender or what we call a battery sender. And uh, it's basically a machine connected to a battery and you, you know, push a button um, to go up the, the rope. Um, that's all you have to do is push that button. And then to go down the rope, you, uh, you know, push another button. So it makes it really accessible. So uh, there's no reason grandma can't come out to climb with the whole family. <laughs> Um, people in wheelchairs can also do this activity. It's very, very accessible. Um, those are $75 extra just because of the charge that, um, um, just because of like the maintenance and the, um, like the extra wear and tear that they put on our ropes, unless you do have an ADA disability, then we're not going to charge you, um, for that, um, extra, uh, battery ascender. It sounds like the difference between taking the stairs and taking an elevator. Yes. That's actually a great analogy. I've never thought about that before, but that's very true. (laughs) (laughs) Are are there different levels to this? This Is something that we're like, you kind of, you you do it once, you get a feel for it. And then like, there's bigger challenges or, you know, is this just sort of like one, one level of of tree climbing? Yeah, we do have different progressions of experiences. So the most simple one and easiest one is probably our, um, you know, our uh, half day climbing experiences, which are about, which are four hours. And those trees are about, um, you know, about 200 feet tall. Um, the next most challenging experience would be the sunset climb, um, the one that Vicky did. And that experience is about five to six hours long. And that tree is about 300 feet tall. And it, that, that experience also includes some other different aspects than the half day climb does. And so the, the sunset climb also includes a 45 minute hike to get there and then about a 30 minute hike to get back. But then you also have to be comfortable rappelling in the dark. So once you get to the top of the tree, you know, you have to rappel down obviously to get back down. Um, and then the sunset climb makes it. So you have to be able to feel comfortable doing that with a headlamp, um, at, you know, in pitch dark. And so that, that does add like a whole another factor to the experience, which is really cool. And then if you feel really comfortable and you want to do even more than that, we also have a two and a half day course uh, for people who want to know like the basics of how to basically do recreational tree climbing on your own. I was going to ask, is this is something that, that people can go off and do on their own if they want, and presumably if it's allowed wherever they're doing it? Yeah, there's... um. There are a few places that you can do this. Most state parks do not allow people just to show up and start recreational tree climbing. Um, there might be some other parks that would allow that. Maybe some like national forest might let you do that or definitely on your own property. 
but it's actually a pretty restrictive um, activity right now um, as an industry as a whole. Um, and the reason is because, you know, what you're climbing is like a living species, you know, it's alive. And if you don't use the proper climbing technique, you can do a lot of damage to these trees. And so state park officials really want to make sure that people who are doing this activity uh, really know what they're doing and they're really protecting the environment and, you know, um, that the trees and ecology, you know, are being taken care of. And so that's kind of why most people aren't able to just show up at any park and start climbing a tree. That makes sense. Um, so Leo, can you tell us a little bit about what's involved specifically with your program at Silver Falls in how do you choose which tree you're going to designate as one uh, to climb for your program? Yeah, to, when we pick out a tree, we're, we're thinking of a number, number of different factors. And those are the view at the top of the tree, making sure that the tree doesn't have any wildlife in it, um, and making sure that the tree is healthy. Uh, those are the predominant ones. And there are some other factors too, you know, obviously making sure that the tree location fits into our program and making sure it fits into operations at the state park. But the main ones are that the tree is healthy, you know, that it can actually hold our life when we're climbing it and it's not going to fall on us while we're climbing. Uh, <laughs> making sure there's no wildlife in the tree. Like we're obviously not going to be climbing a tree that has like an owl nest or or has, um, you know, any signs of like a, a red tree vole or a marble merlet or just something like that. You know, we can just go pick another tree that doesn't have wildlife in it. There's there's 100,000 trees in the park that we can choose from. So it's very easy to do. We just, you know, do those inspections and, and make sure that there is no wildlife there. And then obviously we want to make sure it's a fun tree to climb. So we do have different trees, um, at different style types. Like we have a tree that we call the branch tree. And that tree has a whole bunch of uh branches that people can climb on so if people are looking for that experience of climbing branches all the way to the top we have that kind of tree we have a tree that's next to a stream so you can get like a nice view of like a little stream as you're climbing up this giant old growth tree and then we also have a tree that's very secluded and uh you know it takes a while to get to and that's the sunset tree that you know has a view overlooking the willamette valley um that's uh that's really ideal for a sunset if you want to watch the sun fall over the Western mountains and, you know, Willamette Valley. You know, one of the, the things about this that I think is appealing to me, at least most is the, the idea of being up there in the tree canopy, being in a part of the forest that like otherwise humans aren't in. Um, what is it like up there from your experience? When... I get to be up there with participants in our program. It's great because I get to see people's reaction, um, you know, about them entering an environment and a situation that um, very few people have ever been to before um, or know that they could get into, you know, that they have the opportunity. And so it's kind of like being in an alien world because there's this whole other ecology and this whole other environment at the top of the canopy in an old grove tree. You have these different species of plants that you don't normally get to see when you're hiking on the forest floor. So you have like all these different kind of mosses and lichen and like these, these ferns and, and all these like plants that will grow at the top of a giant old grove tree that you get to see during our experiences that you wouldn't normally get to see or that you know exist, um, you know, uh, when you're hiking around. So I guess seeing people's faces and, and 
seeing the shock and seeing, seeing the surprise of like what you can really see and what it's like to be at the top of the canopy of an ancient old growth forest is really cool. And I never get bored of it. It's always like a really unique surprise um, and a nice change of view from what you normally get to experience when you're just hiking through the forest. It's so interesting. This, this style of tree climbing is something that I've always associated with like you know, um, anti-logging protesters in the nineties, uh, climbing redwoods and camping up there for a week or a month or something like that. Um, you know, or you hear about, you know, old, old loggers scaling big tree, but it sounds like this is something that is becoming a, a recreational activity, uh, increasingly perhaps, um, Leo, is it, is it, is this something that is sort of gaining momentum? Are we going to start seeing, tree climbing uh, and recreational uh, use in, in, in other places around the Northwest? Yeah, I hope so. I'm, I'm trying to get it to be that way. It's, it's an industry, I think, that is waiting to, to you know, become more and more popular. And, and why shouldn't it? And why wouldn't we want it to become, you know, you know a more of a recreational industry? It's just, it has a lot of potential value to our economy. And it utilizes a resource in a different way that... Um, that does a lot of good that doesn't you know hurt the forest so um I, I really hope it it continues to move forward and i will continue trying my best to make it move forward in that direction and it is starting to become more and more popular there's more um, tree climbing organizations um, around the country that are coming up um in in various different ways um and uh, in different places as far as i know i'm 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 the only place in in Oregon and Washington that offers old growth tree climbing inside state parks, um, you know, you know, all year round, um, you know, four four climbs a day. So um, it'd be great to have more and more organizations like ours out there. And I think it's I think it has a lot of potential. Um, and I think the more people, you know, associate recreational tree climbing with um, like good for the forest, I think that's important too because. You know, the more people climb trees, the more value they're going to see in them and the more respect that they're going to have for the trees. Um, you know, if more people are climbing trees, they're going to want the trees to be around so that they can climb them. And I think that that kind of leads to this whole other avenue of like, you know, forest appreciation, old growth tree appreciation and, and protection of, of, our, of our old growth forest. And so, Leo, this summer, um, not only are you leading these tree climbing experiences, but you're also taking participants up for tree camping. Uh, can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah. So just this year, just this year we got um, permits to start tree camping at Silver Falls State Park, which is great. It's going to allow us to provide a lot more options for um, people to stay in the park. Um, we have, a, as most people probably know, it's quite hard to find a camping spot at Silver Falls State Park. And uh, this kind of gives our clients the opportunity to stay with us up in the tree. Um, it's a little bit more expensive, you could say, than just uh, getting a normal camp spot. It's uh, $699 for two people uh, to do go tree camping with us. But uh, you got to keep in mind that uh, one of our guides is going to be up there sleeping with you the whole night. So, you know, you're really paying for your own personal um you know, protection and, and instructor to be sleeping, not right next to you. Obviously we give you a little privacy, but nearby it's just so that, uh, you know, you feel safe. And, and if anything comes up, you know, people can, um, people can help you. 
but um, it's probably one of the most unique camping experiences you'll ever have. It's I can't think of any other camping spot where you can have a 360 degree view of this of your surrounding area. So we typically set people up tree camping on our sunset tree, um, which can see, you know, the whole Willamette Valley and the Western Mountains, and you can see the Cascades, and you really do have that 360 degree perspective. And you get you get to watch the sunset um, fall, and then you also get woken up in the morning, really early in the morning at like 5 a.m. by the sunrise. So um, it's just like, I can't think of any other hotel or 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 other kind of like logic situation where you get to see the sunset and sunrise and have that like you know unique view that we get to provide people absolutely and this is this you're camping on a portal ledge is that correct most people will be camping in a hammock but we do have a portal ledge option so if you're looking for an option that provides optimals um, tree camping snuggles with your other partner, that would be the Porter Ledge. Uh, so the Porter Ledge is $200 extra use just because it's um, uh, it's just really complicated and a very expensive piece of equipment to set up. Um, but uh, most people will be sleeping in like a nice cozy hammock and we provide everything. So we provide uh, sleeping bags and sleeping pads and um, sleeping bag liners and pillows. And so you don't need to have anything to come out tree camping with us. We provide and do all the hard work for you. And if you also want, uh, you know, some food, there's also a food option for you to add on as well. If you would like to see how you can heat up a meal and enjoy a meal while watching the sunset fall over the canopy. Wow. Incredible, magical, um, and still a little crazy. Um, <laughs> what a cool experience though. Uh, well, Lee Oaks are interested in tree, tree climbing, tree camping, um, any, any of the things you offer, what is the best way to find that out? Definitely the website, uh, check out our website, tree climbing at silverfalls.com. Uh, all the information is there. It's really to sign up. It's really easy to sign up, you know, anytime that you want and, Obviously, if you have any questions or concerns, don't hesitate to shoot us an email or give us a call. Yeah, we're happy to answer anything. And will this program, you know, be available at Silver Falls for the long term, or is there an expiration date on this? Yeah, it's going to be around indefinitely. Um, as far as I know, our permits um, are every two years, so I think our permits end in twenty twenty five. So we have permits to continue operating until then, and we expect to and hope to be able to renew our permits um, um, indefinitely and continue to be there. And in fact, expand to other um, state parks in Oregon eventually as well. Well, Leo, thank you so much for not only joining us on this podcast, but also allowing me to have this once in a lifetime opportunity. I will definitely not ever forget that experience. <laughs> I'm glad. <laughs> well, folks, until next time, you can watch our videos on the Oregonians YouTube channel and view all of our travel and outdoors coverage on OregonLive.com slash travel as well as hereisoregon.com. Please leave us a rating or review if you enjoy the show. And if you want to support this podcast, as well as our local journalism, please consider a subscription to Oregon Live. You can find details at oregonlive.com slash pod support. 
Also, if you're a fan of the show and you are interested in potentially sponsoring it, you can get in touch with our marketing people at advertise at oregonian.com. This episode of the show is produced by me, Vicki Connor, alongside Jamie Hale. Stay safe and happy travels, everyone. Until next time, we leave you with this 10 seconds of Zen.